Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio. This week, we're talking about what's great about sex and how to have great optimal sex. And next week, we're going to talk about what's redemptive about sexual problems. Hey, you're listening to Foreplay Radio for couples and sex therapy. And I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your marriage therapist. We want to take a wide lens on sexuality and talking with you about what we've learned as experts in the field on how you bring your body your mind and your brain to the sexual experience. We want to expand people's perspective of just talking about sex, that it's not something to be avoided, it's actually something to embrace and to lean into with an openness to be changed by what you hear. Okay, I'm in New York. I'm at your family, George. Lovely wife, beautiful home. And you completely ruin things with your son for me. George, Introduced me to his son as, what did you say? Sex therapist. As a sex therapist, and I could answer all his questions. He's a teenager. <laughs> he ran from the room. Thanks a lot. Well, you're welcome. It's it's a good example of how our culture just doesn't want to talk about sex. <laughs> I don't think so. Is this young man's terrifying. chance to learn all the ins and outs of something pretty important, and he runs away from it, so... <laughs> You know, why is that as a culture? We talk about what's wrong with sex, getting pregnant or diseases. And yeah. no wonder why no one wants to talk about it. When do you yeah, hear a conversation as, about what makes for good sex? Especially with a perfect stranger. Well, that's <laughs> maybe my timing was a little off. <laughs> maybe just a little. So we're going to talk about what makes for great sex and what do you think makes for terrible sex? Well, I think what makes for terrible sex is just being disconnected from your body and purely focus on an orgasm and having all this pressure and distance and distraction. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a young kid and one of my friends said, oh, the best thing you could do when you're having sex is just to think about the teachers you have and do the alphabet backwards. I mean, all these strategies that are trying to teach you not to be in a present moment. Yeah. So I don't think that's uh, really working too well for a lot of us. <laughs> Still thinking of Mrs. Black or something. Yes. <laughs> not good. So what makes for great sex? We want to talk about it in three different ways, right? Our brains, our hearts, and our bodies. What about our brains? Well, I I like the breakdown of just trying to expand it into brain, heart, and and your body, your skin. I mean, starting off with the brain. So so many of us have misconceptions around what makes for good sex, what makes for bad sex. Mm -hmm. And so often we just need a little bit of education. So that's that's your department, though, Lori. Yeah, I I think that so many people come in and they don't know how their own bodies work, let alone how their partner's body works. You know, just a little bit of basics would be great. Right. I mean, so many people think what they're seeing in porn and what they're seeing in on the movies is how it all works and doesn't. Yeah, I love the line I read from a, a, a priest said, what's wrong with porn is not what it shows, but what it doesn't show. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not telling you all the things needed to actually make this sex great and sets up these expectations that a little education can really start to clarify. A lot of times people come in and they want to know what makes for great sex. And 
I have this one client who says basically his expectation is that every single time should be fantastic sex. And he doesn't know a lot about sex, actually. I mean, they've been married for 15 years, and there's lots of pieces that are missing in his mind about how it works for her. And he didn't know some basic anatomy and physiology. He thinks it's all about intercourse. So he puts a lot of pressure on himself. And he puts a lot of pressure on her, too, because if she doesn't climax the way he thinks she ought to, then he's disappointed. He's disappointed in her. He conveys that to her. And of course, the whole thing tanks because then she feels like she's a failure. And so, I mean, I think basic anatomy and physiology is important. Both parties need to know how to touch the other one, how they reach climax, how long it takes. I think it's a huge disappointment. I believe that it's so different and takes such different times for men and women. It takes women just so much longer. And I'm sure that's a disappointment to men who are ready and able to get on with the whole thing right away. And I think women are often disappointed in their own bodies. And so I, you're I, saying sex is supposed to take more than 10 minutes? <laughs> maybe. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Learning so much on this show. <laughs> you know, women, they're always comparing themselves to their male partners. And so they feel terrible about it. And I often am telling them, yeah, but compare yourself to other women. So that, I think, is important just to know in your head how it's supposed to work and how it can work. Just a few minutes is all it takes to adjust your expectations, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where the education is critical. To think that sex is not supposed to start off with two people in hot desire and ending in mutual hot orgasms, I mean, that's going to be great for somebody to recognize, hey, start off with a willingness. Even mm-hmm. if you're not in that much of a mood, if your goal is connection, you can do that regardless of the outcome, mm-hmm. right? So if you're learning more about your partner's body and your body and you have different expectations, I think it's really meets couples. They meet in their brain and they get more on the same page, which is, as you were saying earlier, so often they're on such different pages. Yeah, that reminds me of this couple, Jack and Zoe who were fairly newlywed. They'd been together about 18 months at that point that came to see me. And I think he had had very little experience and she had had no experience with partners when they got married. And it was this process of learning each other's bodies, even still. I mean, they, in my mind, they were brand new lovers at 18 months and they had so much to learn about themselves. And one of the things that they had desired and felt like was important was mutual orgasm, which probably was going to happen very, very rarely, if at all. And that was something that they came to me for, is like, how do we get there? How do we make this happen? And I was like, are you both having orgasms? (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's at the exact same time, but that was what they thought was important. And they were just naive. They thought it had to be that way, and that's what their goal was. That's what they were shooting for. Right. So important to know that not that important. And that's just number one. Number two, how do we get couples to be more aware of the importance of their hearts connecting? That sex is not just a physical act, it's a bonding act. Mm -hmm. I I love the example of how the porcupines make love. How do they do that? It's a a (laughs) bit challenging, no? (laughs) Yeah. So what does the male porcupine do? I have no idea. He approaches the female from the front. Uh and looks in the eyes Mm -hmm. and takes his little hands and starts to stroke her cheeks, right? And as he's stroking the cheeks and they're making eye contact, there's an emotional bond that's happening, 
right? Mm-hmm. And as that happens, the spikes of the needles or whatever the porcupine has in a female starts to kind of go down. Really? Yeah. Is that true? That's true. At least, at least don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, I was always told. <laughs> right? and then that, male, that would probably work with human women, too. Well, this is foreplay, <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's right. the porcupine version of foreplay, uh-huh. right? But as that woman's body relaxes and she feels connected emotionally, she feels safer, mm-hmm. her body's starting to then be able to be aroused. All the prickliness kind of comes All down. All the prickliness comes yeah, down. that's good. I like that. And we're trying to really emphasize, because our culture doesn't talk so much about how important emotion is in sex, Mm -hmm. right? And if you leave emotions out of sex, it's like trying to dance without music. Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to especially educate our younger kids that this is part of that natural process to feel safe, to feel wanted, trust, to listen to these emotional signals that your body is going to communicate when you're in that sweet spot, yeah, kind of like you were trying to make your son feel really safe last night. I was trying to meet him in his brain. That wasn't a conversation about his heart right there. It's all right. about timing. Right. Yeah, and that's what Kleinpat says is that it's that connection that makes for optimal sex. Mm. She's a researcher, Peggy Kleinpatz, and she's brilliant and studied people who were having great sex versus just the culture in general. But she talks about that electric kind of being in sync where people lose their boundaries. But you can only do that with somebody that you feel really safe with. Everything that she's talking about so much has to do with reading your emotional signals, Mm -hmm. being in the present moment, being open, being vulnerable, a sense of transcendence, authenticity, all of these things that great couples, regardless of sexual orientation or culture, all describe exactly the same thing. Say that again. It's fascinating to see, regardless of the cultural, sexual orientation, religion, people all over the world describe great sex with these exact same components that all stress the importance of that emotional bond. Mm-hmm. It's both how they connect verbally and non-verbally. I like the porcupine. I mean, that's the non-verbal connection, the touch that draws them to each other and makes them feel safe. Exactly. Yeah, I think... In sex, it's so important. I I often recommend for men who maybe are more of the sexual pursuer, like to learn how to touch outside the bedroom in ways that are soft and seductive because so many of them don't. It's funny. They, they, they don't know how to touch a woman. They don't. They're too hard. They pat her on the back. They, they don't do anything that is soft that I think women really respond to, like moving her hair or coming up behind her gently or... Anything that is gentle and creates a culture of touch and relaxation and more of a constancy of touch, I think they leave it to the last minute. Let's come back. You're listening to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. Hey, I want to let you guys know all about George. He's written and contributed to several books, and I'd especially like to draw your attention to his book, Sacred Stress, 
a radically different approach to using life's challenges for positive change. His book is about a mission on how you adopt new strategies and turn stresses into a positive force in your life. And who among us doesn't live with a lot of stress these days? We'll keep you posted as to all he's doing. But George and other EFT therapists all around the country and the world hold couples retreats called Hold Me Tight, which is developed by Sue Johnson, and it helps secure your own relationship. If you'd like therapy with George, find him at georgefowler.com. So any sense of, with your patients, why men leave touch to maybe just the sexual moment or why they're not touching throughout the day? I think for most men, there's an over-focus on their penis and orgasm, mm-hmm. right? So if you're trained to not be present in your body and you're just thinking about the goal, mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of awareness around touch, receiving touch or giving touch. So that, that third component that we're really trying to stress with great sex is being more aware of your body, especially your skin. It's your biggest organ. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to limit it to just soft touch either. It's mm. about a range of touch. How can you be soft? How can you be hard? How can you tickle? How can you kind of be firm? How do you have that range that shows your partner that you want to engage in a lot of different ways? Mm-hmm. That's good. So I don't think a lot of men talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch a porno, you're not really seeing people using their skin or touch. You just see this general general contact with each other. Right. So we can talk about the importance of touch. But men actually have to experience that. Mm -hmm. So a a nice exercise I like to do with some of my couples is I would have the husband say, all right, I want you to touch your wife. Take your hand and kind of touch her and see kind of how you think she likes it. And just feel what that's like. And try tickle, try firm and say, all right, that's great. Now let's do take two. Now I want you to take her hand and touch your body the way you like it. Mm-hmm. So you try to train their bodies to kind of pay attention to, do they like it t- soft? Do they like it firm? Do they like it? Are they even aware of how they like to be touched on their shoulder, on their leg, on their back, on their head? These areas that oftentimes we're not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, I, I ask men to feel underneath their hand if their wife relaxes. Like just that's that's instant feedback. If if he's touching her in the way that she responds, like can he become aware physically of the way her body is responding to her, not necessarily even verbally, although I think that's great too. I think both methods of getting feedback are important. Do you I teach take it you do that outside the room. You have them do that outside the room. With their hands? No. no right you do, oh, you do it right there in the room. Right there. Okay. Okay, great. Do you have the wives touch the, the male to see if he relaxes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's important too. Right. It's it's trying to get both people to more, be more curious about their bodies. Uh-huh. Where do they not only hold the pressure and the stress, but where do they feel playful and lighter? And, you know, mm-hmm. do you even notice your toes while you're having sex or you're... Mm-hmm. Fooling around. Is that something that you <laughs> oh even God, on your radar screen? Oh, my God, I just noticed screen? my toes. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point. Did you know that actually many people, when they have sex, after they have orgasm, that their feet cramp? That's like totally normal. I did not <laughs> good, know that. Good to know, huh? Well, it's more than just re- your skin. It's paying attention to your breathing. Mm-hmm. It's trying to pay attention to how you're positioning and there's so much that gives us more to engage with if we just pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you have them do that in the room, and then and then they're talking to each other, and 
how do you coach them? What do you say? Just be open to as as you're using her hand to kind of go firmer on your shoulder or to kind of go lighter on your shoulder. What's the difference when you're using her hand to touch you versus you using your hand to touch her? And what, you, are you, what are you hoping for there? What do you want him to get? I'm hoping that he gets the difference. A lot of times men touch their wives, their partners to give pleasure, but it's actually like a performance. They're doing it because mm-hmm. they want to get it right. Mm-hmm. Instead when, of enjoying Instead the of touch, enjoying receiving touch. Receiving it and enjoying giving it, like where their fingers feel it, their body feels it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's nice. You know, one of the things I like about and have learned from you is you regularly go back to flexibility. Like it's not just one thing or the other. It's, I was talking about light, gentle touch and then you're reminding me there's all kinds of other touches too that could be pleasurable could bring connection it's all about the levels of engagement couples Mm -hmm. that have high levels of engagement have great relationships Mm -hmm. couples that their engagement shrinks it's more they're more struggles more protection so what we're trying to do with great sex is we're trying to expand can you talk more about this communicate better in your brain can you make more room for your emotions and your heart can you pay attention to your body and your skin couples that have the flexibility to go in and out of those three different areas you know they could have quickies they can have great sex they could you know there's even if it doesn't work they can have conversations there's so much material to work with even if it doesn't work in the way they thought it should it can be great exactly we'll talk about that in our next podcast okay Right, when it's not going so well, but to just and creating a context is so important. We all have this myth that it's supposed to be just spontaneous hot sex where you rip each other's clothes off. And you know what? Actually, anticipation, you know, having some good music, some clean sheets, taking a shower, putting some thought into it, a date night, a glass of wine, some jokes, all of these things really what stretch out that moment. It's what's allowed those higher levels of engagement. And do you think most men want to do that? I think definitely most women want that kind of context. I think they need that for their brain to get in gear in terms of where it's coming. I never met a male baby that didn't love to be touched and held and feel safe. Yeah, that right? is We can so learn true. not to listen to that, but our heart always longs for that. You know, most men I talk to are so focused on the orgasm and sex. It is so much more than that for them. Mm-hmm. You know, afterwards, they're much more cuddly. They want to have conversations. The oxytocin is released. It is much more than just sex. And women really need to understand that. For most men, it is the only doorway in which they can be vulnerable and open and soft and let their guard down. I agree. No wonder why so many men are obsessed with it and people think it's all about the orgasm. It's just because they don't know how to be present with their emotions in their body. And that's the one way they get some of it. What what, what I'm trying to say to so many men, and you can have so much more. Why mm-hmm. settle for just that little bit when you could have mm-hmm. so much more? Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a great, great message. Wow. So I had this couple and she described much of what Peggy Kleinpatz talks about that when she was with her partner, she was essentially like lost in space, you know, lost in time. And the way she was able to move with him and he was able to move with her, she said it, it was like a slow dance that when couples are dancing really well together, they anticipate each other's moves Ooh. and they're moving as one, but you kind of have to feel the other person's body in order to do that. And she said, that's what it was like. Like the way they moved just flowed almost without verbal communication. It was just non-verbally their bodies 
were in sync, moving. And she said that, like, his attunement to her, what she needed, I guess they they had been lovers for quite some time, but he knew exactly how to turn her on, and she was, like, able to completely lose herself and get lost in it. One of the things that I hear lovers say that when they're interrupted is they – they worry about their partner getting lost. Like somehow or another, that feels like their partner has gone away from them. But actually, in great sex, I think there's moments that our partner does kind of get lost in themselves, in their own body. Then they come back, and maybe we get lost in our own body. And it's it's like we want that. We want that to happen. And she was expressing that he was secure enough that times that she needed to pull inside to increase her arousal or, or whatever, he was excited about that. He would want her to do that, and she felt that freedom to go back and forth internally and then interpersonally, and then the two of them just, I I think much of what you say, they had this flexibility of being safe with each other so that they could relax when the moment wasn't perfect and the other person kind of pulled inside. I, I think that's really important, and so many people get unnerved when there's this pause and they can't kind of find their partner anymore. They think their partner has gone away. But actually, they might they might have gone away in a good thing, you know, finding an increase of excitement on the inside. And she said with her partner, she could do this going back and forth and the sense of synchrony that they they moved as one. There wasn't a lot of conversation, but it was just skin on skin kind of directing each other. So, yeah, it was fabulous. It's such a beautiful example of of real intimacy. Mm-hmm. I, I love that exchange between losing yourself and going inward mm-hmm. and then becoming part of something bigger than yourself. And that dance, I mean, look right. at the range in that. It's like, wait, I can focus on me. I need to know who I am inside. And that's not wrong. I don't always have to be totally available for my partner. But I also can lose myself and become part of my partner and part of something bigger than myself. Yeah, right? I That's like that. That's such a great range. That is. That, and it don't always have to be that way. But I do think what we're stressing here is vulnerability is a key ingredient to great sex. And if you're trying to leave vulnerability outside of, of sex, then what you're really talking about is avoidance. And that's mm-hmm. going to create a lot of distance in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So the proof to me and that, is... And that's when people get caught in performance or in their own, their own orgasm. And they get frustrated with each other when they are disconnected. The good news is the proof is there. You just need to look at the emotional signals, right? If you're seeing positive affect, feeling calmer, closer, safer, happier joyful, curious, playful. These are all emotions that are telling you your body's in that place. It's in that flow, mm-hmm. right? If you're feeling stressed and feeling like you're failing, self-conscious, that just shows there are things blocking the natural process, right? When yeah. that baby gets picked up and its parent is enjoying them and you can see them both smiling at each other, both of their bodies are communicating beautifully mm-hmm. how attuned and how kind of love they feel. Right? It's the same exact thing two lovers are going to feel mm-hmm. when they get into this space where they become bigger than just themselves. I mean, that's the magic that recharges relationships. Yeah, that's, uh, that's well said. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to 4Play Radio. 
Hi, Foreplay fam. The biggest support you can give us is sharing our podcast with a friend. You can find us also on socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we'd love your questions and feedback and really do use these to guide our show. We'd also love it if you'd rate and review us. If you're interested in learning more about us and our mission, look us up on our hot new website, foreplayradiosextherapy.com. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.